Good morning. Today is Monday, October 23rd, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. Today we continue to study lesson number four, and the reading for today is called Abraham's Love for Everyone. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to please be with us today as we study this Bible study guide. Help us, like Abraham, to have love for everyone. Send us your Holy Spirit as we study this guide to guide us and to teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's reading begins with a question. We are to read Genesis chapter 18, verses 16 through 33. And here's the question. How did Abraham exercise his great quality of love for all people without distinguishing tribe, race, or people. Genesis 18, 16-33. Let's read. When the men set out from there, and they looked down toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to set them on their way, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great nation, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and keep his and his household after him, to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. If not, I will know. So the men turned from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. Then Abraham drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you then sweep away the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of the earth do what is just? And the Lord said, If I find at Sodom fifty righteous in the city, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered and said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. I, am, I who am but dust and ashes, suppose five of the fifty righteous are lacking. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And he said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Again he spoke to him and said, Suppose there are forty found there. He answered, For the sake of the forty, I will not do it. Then he said, Oh, let the Lord, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose thirty are found there. He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, Behold, I have undertaken to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty are found there. He answered, For the sake of twenty, I will not destroy it. Then he said, Oh, let the Lord... Or let not the Lord be angry, I will speak out but this once. Suppose ten are found there. He answered, For the sake of the ten I will not destroy it. And the Lord went his way when he had finished speaking to Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. And so Abraham is asking for righteous who are within the city not to be destroyed along with the wicked. And he says it for anyone in the city without distinguishing tribe, race, or people. I will point out one thing, though. In that city, in that time, because of the disbursements of the city that had happened several years before with the Tower of Babel, 
it is very, very likely that everyone in that city was from the same race. Uh, there may have been a few people, a few people who might have been from a different tribe, maybe a little bit different, but most of the people in those days had been completely dispersed and people in each of the areas of the earth were, were, were people who were close-knit together. And so uh, it's, it's likely that there wasn't that much, much difference. So those, somebody might say, but there wasn't that much difference. And that is true. But, and this is the key that I think is important, Abraham did not consider that. He didn't say, well, if there's 20 Hebrews or there's 20 of this race or there's, you know. No, he just spoke in general because he loved the people regardless of who they were. He spoke and said, God, if there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10, can you save and spare that city for the sake of the 10? And God said, yes. I will. The second quality of Abraham drawn from Genesis 18 was his love for people, even those he did not personally know. This is a great lesson for each of us. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah were sinners, far removed from his values, but his heart was full of love for everyone without any distinction of race, gender, language, or religion. God then reveals to Abraham his decision to annihilate the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and their sin is very grave, I will go down to see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry that has come to me. And if not, I will know. With great humility and reverence, Abraham addressed his request to God. He said, far be it from you to do such a thing, to put the righteous to death, to death with the wicked, so that the righteous fare as the wicked. Far be that from you. Shall not the judge of the, all the earth do what is just? Through his love, Abraham hoped to save all the people in these cities, not only the righteous. Certainly, Abraham knew just how evil and wicked the people who lived there were. Who knows, who knows what stories he had heard regarding these people and their practices. And from what we know about them, as revealed in the next chapter, with the sordid story of Lot and the mob outside his house, these were very evil people. Yet Abraham, knowing for himself the love of God, appealed to him in their behalf. Abraham knew that human beings always can return to God in repentance. To Abraham, saving the inhabitants of these cities would give them a chance to repent. In the end, Abraham based his request on what he personally knew about God's love for human beings. He himself had great love for sinners, and he knew that as long as there is life, there is hope for salvation. Now we end the reading for today. And we have a couple of questions. And the first one is this. Why is intercessory prayer so important in our own prayer life? And two, how can praying for others in need help us grow spiritually and experience more the reality of God's love for sinners? Intercessory prayer is so important for many, many reasons. One of the reasons we give God permission to act in the life of these people, Satan tells God, these are my people. You can't touch them. They have, they have surrendered to me. They have obeyed me. I 
am their God. Satan tells God. And so, what can God say? And so when we pray intercessory prayers for others, we are giving God permission to tell Satan, you know what, you're right, they are yours, they have decided for you, but I have my people who are praying for them and are wanting them. And so I'm going to act in their lives. And so it gives, that, it gives God permission to do that. Another reason why it's so important has to do with the, with the second question. How can praying for others in need help us to grow spiritually and experience more the reality of God's love for sinners? As we pray to God for others, as we intercede for others, our love for those people grow. Because many times our minds are made that way. Our, our, our mind follows our speech. If we say this, if we say, God, please help this person, please help this person, our mind follows that. And we start loving that person more and more and more. And so as we pray for others, we actually grow in love for those people. We become closer to what God is like. We have love for those who have rejected God. And so this is the reason why it's very, very, it's very, very important to pray intercessory prayer for others. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to pray for others. Pray for our friends. Help us pray for our friends, for our family, for those we know who are in need of you, who are needing a baptism of your Holy Spirit, who need to get closer to you. Some of these people we need to pray for, they already know you and they just need to draw closer to you. Some of these people don't even know you. And we need to pray and ask you to help them even get to know you. Help us to do that intercessory prayer in our lives. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us, protect us from any harm, and keep us close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning. We will continue to, continue to study this Bible study guide. It's called God's Mission, My Mission. Thank you for being with us. God bless you.